So hello and welcome to episode three of the Soundcast for our second season. Um, we have been away for a while, Ollie, haven't we? Because we have both been on holiday, so we've got a little bit of catching up to do. But luckily for us, as Shrewsbury Town fans, it's a quite a lot of positive catching up, isn't it, Ollie? Which uh, maybe we might not have expected this to start so well. So um, yeah, you know, we we both been on holiday, Ollie, and it's been fantastic to see those results rolling in while we were away, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. It's been um, it's very pleasant, very enjoyable start of the season. I think we all town fans enjoy pre-season um, beating some local rivals I'm sorry, I've seen a lot of banter on Twitter but yeah, yeah to kind of get those results and start the season so well especially as I don't know about you Glenn but I was sitting by a pool quite a bit on holiday and I was seeing all these reviews of the league come in and yeah, the, you could you could see the you could see the methodology behind it was like some young kid in the Guardian office or or the Sun office <laughs> or Daily Mail or whatever going right. Okay, I'll look at. I don't really know League One. I'll look at the league table. Well, Portsmouth, they're a big team. Oh, they're definitely going to do really well. And Blackburn, oh, they're a huge team, so they're definitely going to do really well. So yeah, it's quite funny to see um, us Shrewsbury Town mixing it up. Yeah, turn turn those predictions on their head, haven't they? So far, the, the town. And I think a lot of it is that you know we had a lot of undisclosed fees paid for players yeah. over the summer, and you know. We We've actually paid a little bit of money and, and you know put put ourselves out there in terms of having having a go at being a better team in League One this season. So you know looking at the start to the season, um, we've had three games as we said, which we're gonna we're gonna cover in various manners to do with whether we watched it on you know I follow or we were there or however we managed to, to look at the results as the, as they were going on. But um, yeah, it's good. So you had a nice refreshing break, Ollie. You ready to get back yeah, to week? Yeah, I'm broadcast? ready to get back to it. And it's really odd. It is miserable today, isn't it? <laughs> Doing this. It was nice to, earlier on today. Went for another run. But as I look out the window now, I've had to turn the um, lamp on in my office, and <laughs> it's absolutely miserable. And the, there is grey clouds, and yeah, just can't really see anywhere over the black country at the moment. So I imagine it's the same in Shrewsbury. It's probably not for the worst that you can see any of the black country. <laughs> well, I live in the nice part, the but place. anyhow. Yeah, well, you, are, you, are, you are, Ollie. There you go. <laughs> no, it's, it's been pretty grim here today as well. So there we go. So the positives are the football. So we shall crack on with how, how Shrewsbury Town have started this season. Look, an easy take here for Fawn Williams. Launched in by Richards. And ended up being a tap-in for the debutant. First game on loan from Sheffield United. And that will do for Chris Porter. So the first game of the season, it was a home game to Northampton Town. Um, certainly a lot of things to talk about having having looked at this and seen some of the reactions online, Ollie. Um, probably should say I'd, I'd flown out to Austria and just had a two-week holiday there, so um, I did not see this game. And unfortunately, I don't have iFollow, Ollie, and I refuse to pay more money than my season ticket because I'm tight. I think we've talked about that before. But you did follow this one, Ollie, didn't you, via iFollow for the first time, which is this service where people who are exiles or even people away on holiday like yourself can actually watch the full live coverage whilst you're not in the UK. So uh, before we go into the game really, Ollie, it might be just worth a quick sort of review of how that system works. Yeah, it worked really well. If I'm honest, um, I didn't think, because um, I'm a UK iFollow like, account, um, not an international one, because I do see there's a difference on the system, I didn't actually expect to be watching it. So I turned no. on and listened to the BBC Shropshire, and then all of a sudden I saw that there was like a watch now, so I started watching that, and yeah, it was quite fun. I was sitting there in Crete with a couple of beers, um, overlooking the sea, awesome. it was like 36 degrees, watching Shrewsbury Town, so yes, I was trying to make sure I didn't, well, fortunately we didn't score too many goals, otherwise yeah, I might have <laughs> been um, a little, one of those kind of lager outs. But um, no, it was a, it was interesting watching it um, on, on, on the obviously on the screen yeah helpful for us as well because as I say neither of us would have been yeah. there so it would have been a bit tricky talking about some of these games but yeah so I suppose the first thing to do is do you want to just run through the basics of that game yep. for, for keeping us up to speed and then, we'll, then I can ask you a few questions about what you thought of it yeah definitely so um, interestingly um, Shrewsbury Town are not won on the first game of the season since 2010 um, we'd, wow. we'd drawn three and lost three um, and we'd not beaten 
Northampton for quite a while since the, the famous 7-2 victory in 2011. So going into this mm. game, kind of the, the odds and the, the history was stacked against us. Um, yep. So um, a new team, new team, quite a few new faces, but still quite a few familiar faces. So Henderson was in goal. Um, we had um, Sadler um, and um, Toto in the back um, on the f- in full-back positions, Junior Browns and James Bolton. Um, in central midfield, we had Morris, Nolan, Agogo um, on the wings, um, Worley and Rodman. And then um, up front, um, we had um, we had Morris, so yep. yeah, four five one kind of formation, um, and yeah, it, it, we, it was a good game. It was an interesting, um, interesting to see Trufy Town and Paul Hurst play a different tactic, um, and yeah, it was not too much to talk about in the first half, to be honest. Um, <laughs> a lot of good possession. Um, Town um, had a few scrambles away from um, away from um, from goal, and yeah, unfortunately, it did take us to the ninety third minute and um, to kind of get the winner. Yeah. So yeah, John Lewis, who's, who scored, was able to score from a great Rodman cross. It was quite Rodman was quite a frustrating fellow during that game. He had a lot of opportunities and got into a lot of good positions, um, but the crosses just didn't quite work. Um, the final third, we just weren't quite clicking. Um, but yeah. it was a really nice goal, and um, yeah, and it was nice for um, for John Lewis to score on his debut. So that was good fun. Yeah, it's always good to see a debut goal, and in some respects, that start of the season was a little bit more exciting by being a last minute goal yeah, as well. You know, that tension builds up to the first game of the season, and just to have that whole release and think, right, we're off and running. That's three points. One of our strikers has got a goal. You know, there's not really too many negatives to come out of that, and you know. Hursty's got us got us going in the right direction. It's interesting going back to the team selection because we talked in the last podcast, didn't we? You know, whatever it was, three weeks ago now, about who would get the nod at centre back. So it was it was interesting to see that um, that Zach Jules didn't make it um, and and has not made it since. When we we talk about the other games and it was um, sort of sticking with the the pair that were tried and trusted last season. So yeah, that that was interesting. I think don't think I think I like, I said the opposite. I thought Jules would start. So yeah. yeah, it's it's nice to see that. And I think it goes across the whole team. Something else we mentioned, you know, the, the wingers stuck with the same wingers from last season. So it wasn't, you know, as much as we brought a lot of players in, it wasn't a whole revolution of the entire team. There's there's some consistency there, isn't there? Which is something that fans like to see. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they've got the kind of spine of the team um, in terms of the two central defenders, one of the central midfielders, obviously Bryn Morris, so two of them. So yeah, there's a, a real crux of kind of the team who know each yeah. other well. There's a lot of those relationships um, and those guys know each other well. So, so no, it was... Um, a lot of fun um, to kind of um, score in the last minute. Um, but I would say I was very surprised. Northampton um, went into the game as favourites, um, but they were really yeah. poor, really route one. Um, passing was terrible. Um, and it was interesting, actually, before this game, I was um, reading um, some um, League One uh, match um, season pre- and previews, and I saw some comment from the Gillingham fans saying, you know, they're really glad that they've got a new manager and all the football under um, Justin Emma was really poor. And it was almost quite similar to almost I could feel that I don't wouldn't be surprised in a few months' time if Northampton fans are kind of echoing those sentiments that mm. I read from the Gillingham fans because you know if you're playing Route One football and you're not winning, um, that's a recipe for disaster, isn't it? Yeah, it always is, isn't it? If, if you you don't get the entertainment factor and you don't get the result factor, then you might as well <laughs> yeah. start packing your bags pretty soon, aren't you? So um. Yeah, I, I don't know. Have Northampton gone since then? I don't think they've done too well. In their no, they haven't they, but, done very well, yeah. no. They uh, have got zero points and they are oh, 23rd in the league. Oh, well. <laughs> you, might, you might be you might be right in calling in for the, be the first one off. Yeah. I, I did see someone was sacked in League Two already though, which was a bit of a shambles, wasn't it? But there we go. It, it happens at this time of year. Yeah. Someone, will, someone will be out the door before the end of August. Um, so no, it, 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 I say I, I listened to a bit of the commentary while I was out in Austria, and, and you know, 
Radio Shropshire sounded quite positive as usual, which was good to hear. And, and you know, the couple of players that sort of stood out on the radio commentary for me, and I'll ask you about what you watched, was Nolan, for sure, um, and, and Henderson as well. You know, was there any others that stood out above those two as, as, as sort of being the better players in the match? I mean, I'm just judging it from a radio commentary, no. but you, you watched it. Yeah, no, it was a good call, I'd say. Um, definitely those two guys were kind of, yeah, two of the standout players. Um, Rodman really frustrated me with his crossing but he yeah, made up for it and obviously then he continues that form um, in the later games yeah. but to be fair to him um, he took Wally off and I was a bit surprised by the time but actually thinking back about it maybe maybe it was the few beers I'd had by the end of the game that, uh, and the sun was kind of <laughs> lacking my, my judgement but to be fair to him he, he stuck with the right man and uh, yeah put the ball on the spot but um, yeah, Henderson was good. Um, his distribution is good, um, and we'll come on to that obviously in the Rochdale game. Yeah. But um, but yeah. no, very encouraging on the field. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it was funny actually. I um, I wanted to talk about this as well. Um, one of my friends um, who actually really funny. I did actually see him um, on the um, on the iFollow at the end of the game when the camera panned to the side, so I knew he was there. <laughs> and I was chatting to a friend of mine who the guy was sitting next to Phil, and I said, "How was the game? You know, what was it like? You know, to get his opinion and stuff." And he said that Pete was fuming. I've only seen Pete fuming once, and that was away at Hereford, and he went mental at a linesman. It was so funny. Um, but he was—he missed um, 20 minutes of the game, and he's a season ticket holder. Um, yeah. And he wasn't aware um, that you had to collect a new ticket. Um, and to be honest, I only I really assumed you had to collect one because of the new um, tickets I've seen on Facebook. But if you're not on Facebook online all the time, Yes, mm. um, I think you were going to come on to that as well, Glenn. No one, it wasn't clear, was it? No, I, I, it's funny you say that about you know seeing one of your mates, and that's the feedback you got. Obviously, we had both got friends who were there, and I also thought you know reading Twitter after the game, it was, it was surprising how much negativity it was about not just the ticket stuff, but also to do with the catering as well mm-hmm. and the changes that were made there. Um, and and you know I just wrote down a quick list here of some of the things that came up, but you know for the catering, you know they killed off sausage rolls. That's a bit of a no no in it. People in Shropshire love know. a sausage roll. <laughs> You don't do that round here. And also they were serving their hot dogs in like mini buns. I did see that. Like... That was horrendous. <laughs> uh, so and, and it sounds like they got the contract right very late and there's a bit of legitimate reason as to why so many mistakes were made. But not just that, there'd been price increases to everything across the board. Um, they were running out of lots of different types of food um, before the game and at half time. And the quality was poor as well. So those were some of the things I was reading, which wasn't great because you'd want to start the season with all that positivity yeah, on the pitch. But, you know, these little basic errors that, you know, with a little bit more forethought might have been able to be eliminated. Um, and I, I will say, you know, Brian responded to some of the issues to do with the catering and the ticket thing in a, in a YouTube didn't video, um, Big big Brian, and, and had some legitimate answers. And actually, to be fair, the catering was reasonably improved on Saturday, I think. I don't know whether you experienced it at the the game we just played on Saturday against Rochdale, which we'll come to later. So th- there's been some improvements made, but it was a... You know, didn't take the shine off a good start to the season, but you know, just shone a light on some of those things that we we just don't get right a lot of the time. Yeah, which is it's frustrating. I, I'd love to know, um, like you know, do other clubs talk about these things? Like, are Shrewsbury fans picky? <laughs> but I think if you if you just go to a game, you can get a drink. It's normally priced, and things don't change. I don't think I think fans would yeah would not talk about it. Um, mm. But yeah, it's a, but, but you're yeah. right. I guess the one thing I'd say in defence of Brian, he has had a very busy summer. A lot of signings, yeah, new sponsorship deals, safe standing, safe standing. Rod, that yeah. that what was it? Rod, um, that concert, Rodman concert, and yeah, yeah, a few other different things. Rod Stewart, sorry, not Rodman. I've got Rodman the Rod, on the, the brain. The, the Rodman <laughs> concert. What, has Rodman got a good voice? Maybe he, I thought you probably <laughs> prefer to see Rodman than Rod Stewart. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but anyway, but yeah, it's good to see they they address those issues. Yeah, it was things like you know when when you waited so long to get a, a real ale bar in a football ground where you can get a pint at half time and it's well received by you know not just our older fan base who might drink more real ale but generally the fan bases and then for it suddenly not to appear in the west stand 
just things like that that, that niggle people, don't they? And if you can't get those things right, you know, it does it does tend to generate now in this social media 2017 environment a lot of negative feedback. And we probably feed into that a little yeah. bit sometimes, but I, I think it's fair to reflect both sides of it. The good thing to say is since that's happened, you know, the next few games and how it's gone, it's all positives, really. There's, there's been improvements off the field stuff and on the field it's been good. But I thought, you know, it was quite interesting reading that from afar and, and how that had gone. So, yeah, anyway, when you looked at the league table, we got three from three, haven't we? And um, things were looking good. And then, yeah, it was... Looking forward to Nottingham Forest, Ollie, which again, neither of us were at. Um, so yeah, and so Forest was was going to be the next one up. And um, yeah, I think everyone was kind of maybe thinking it could be another one of those cup shocks against, cup shocks against the championship team. But it um, didn't turn out that way, Ollie. Um, I'm not sure if you followed this one and I follow. I was uh, otherwise engaged in a mountaintop restaurant in Austria, so I couldn't even follow this one on a, on a commentary. So I don't know. We've got any observations of it. Obviously, we went on to lose, which is a bit unfortunate by the sounds of it. But um, yeah, any thoughts? Yeah, I listened to the game on I follow. Um... And yeah, listen to BBC Shropshire commentary. It sounds like we were unlucky not to score in almost the yeah the sentiment I said in the first game that we weren't that clinical in the final final third. Yeah, and that was kind of yeah the crux of it. Um, it took a it took us a, obviously a while to score. We didn't we didn't score until the 79th minute when what Sean Wally scored a penalty. Um, but it just their class basically just took the edge off it. Um, and they managed to yeah get a two one win. I don't think. They could have really complained from what I heard, what I judged on the radio, that if we'd got a result. Um, but I don't know, actually, does it really matter that we're at the League Cup? Um, I guess maybe a home tie against someone would be nice with a bit of money. Um, but yeah, let's yeah. focus on the, the league. So yeah, I think it was a, dis- a spirited performance. Lots of the same hard work, organisation, making chances, but didn't convert. But I would also say the Shooty fans did uh, make a lot of noise. And yeah, what I read online sounds like the Salad fans had a lot of fun. So that was good. Yeah, we took a lot there as well, didn't we, yeah. really, for, for a Tuesday night? I mean, not too far to Nottingham, but it's, we talked about in the last podcast about how it's one of those grounds that probably no one's been to in their lifetime because yeah. it's been so long since we played them. So that was a nice experience for people. And, and you're right, does it really matter? Always nice to progress in the Cups, but we've done so well in that Cup, beating championship teams in the last few years. You know, taking one on the chin now is not really not really going to hurt us too much, um, you know, and we'll get a bit of prize money for getting knocked out in the first round, so it's it's no-lose, I suppose. I, think, I mean, the pattern in League One for us has been to do quite well in the in the League Cup, yeah. in the first few weeks of the season, but actually not, you know, accrue that many points in the league. <laughs> so, yeah, let's get knocked out and go three wins from three, and <laughs> that's much better, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, as I say, we were, both weren't, weren't there, and, and I'm sure fans that were there will have their own views, but um, there's not really any point in us no. uh, going on about that one too much. And, yeah, it was back to the league then. Um AFC Wimbledon. Yeah, I was really trip down, down to London. Yeah, I was really tempted to go on this one, but because I spend so much time on the M40, so I went for a <laughs> run. Went for a, started my running again. So I went for a, a long run, and, and then I looked at my phone, and um, the, the sat now said it was. Um, I can't remember what it was now, like two hours fifteen or something like that. And by mm. the time I came back, I looked at it again. It was nearly three hours. So I was like, Do I really want to spend six hours in the phone and in the car? <laughs> And I've just come back from London the day before, so I decided to listen to the radio on this one. Um, Why not? Yeah. So yeah, I've watched quite a bit of this back actually on on like you can watch the full games and I follow. So I did watch quite a bit of this back, um, and it was yes much the same, um, very similar time and um, team and um, lineup apart from um, Dodds came in for Morris, who's unfortunately injured, isn't he? He's got a um, he's got I can't remember, is it, he's had to have an operation, hasn't he? Is it on his knee or on his calf? I can't yeah, remember I think now. I, I can't remember either, but he's out for quite a while, yeah, isn't he? He's certainly going to be coming so. up towards Christmas time, isn't it? So, unfortunate for Bryn, who'd obviously started and was, was in Hurst's plans to be a first-team regular. So, um, it's given someone else a chance in terms of Dodds getting his place back. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a knee injury. Yeah, six, six weeks out of a knee injury. Um, so, oh. so, that's a shame. But, um, yeah, hopefully he'll be back soon. 
Um, but Dodds came in. Dodds could work well. And yeah, um, I'd summarise this game in terms of solid start from town, good passing in possession. And Morris, yeah, missed some sitters, which was a bit frustrating. Um <laughs> And yeah, um, he had some very, very easy to chances to take. Um, yeah, so those go, didn't work quite work our way out. Totally. Oh yeah, I was saying I did watch the YouTube highlights back, and there was two two glorious chances. And I think again, I'm just reflecting, you know, because I wasn't there. Um, I should just say actually for this game, Ollie, I did actually watch a game of football that was going on concurrently. Cause, yeah, yeah, I saw um, that. You know me. Yeah, I like to do my football trips when I'm actually around holiday. So in the in the week, I'd gone to see FC Gallen um, versus FC Lausanne in the. Um, it's basically the Swiss Premier League. Um, it was the start of their season on a, on a Wednesday night, so I drove drove over the border from Austria um, to, to St. Gallen to watch that game. And then on the Saturday, um, where we were staying was about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes away from um, the only Premier League team in Austria, that in the west of Austria, called FC Altach, I think they're called. And they're playing Red Bull Salzburg. So I was sitting in a stadium, 36 degrees heat, uh, looking at the game going on in front of me which was dull as anything it was nil-nil and uh, just following Twitter so <laughs> that was all I could really do to be honest with you so again I'm, the ball's in your court on this one I haven't seen more of it back but just just going back to it I did watch the highlights back on YouTube and you talk about those Carlton misses uh, Morris misses um, I still want to call him oh, it's Carlton yeah, Morris it is. isn't it I still keep wanting to call him whatever I was calling him in pre-season which was wrong but um, yeah they were, they were quite poor misses and um I, I, and I was sort of seeing a few people starting to get on his back and even Hurst had some interesting comments after the game about him saying, I, I, I don't want to say that he said, I'm paraphrasing it, he said oh, we expect to see more, but there was, he did sort of pick up on him a little bit specifically. But anyway, he's come good in the next game. But yeah, you might have expected a little bit more from him, but you know, it was a, it was a, a, another goal and another win. It was a nice it? goal so, as well. It was a very nice yeah. goal. So yeah, so um, Nona wins the ball in midfield. Um, he escapes, um, challenges and basically attempts to foul him from Wimbledon. Passes to ball, the ball to Wally on the right, who runs forward, crosses the ball into the back post and finds Rodman diving in to make it 1-0. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, very encouraging. Um, good to see um, the wingers creating assists and that's probably one of the biggest criticisms that we had at the end of last season was we weren't we obviously weren't scoring enough goals um but they weren't providing assists so um so that was really good to see it was a really nice team goal yeah you, yeah you say that we were all saying that the final pass was lacking a few times but yeah it seems to be that you know what what Hurst's done to change that you know you probably can't put your finger on it but um maybe it's just the fact that they, one of them's got an early goal the other one's got a couple of early assists in in the in a game and their confidence is up now and that's maybe, you know, I think we've said Wally and, and Rodman are maybe confidence players. So, yeah. you know, they certainly couldn't be in better confidence than, than they are at the moment. Um, and so maybe that's it. That's all it, all it takes from really. So, yeah, it was, it was a really brave header, I thought, at the back post because he could easily have thrown himself into the post or the sort of defender that was sort of lagging around there. So, I like to see that brave, brave bravery from Rodman. Um, it's a good cross from Wally and, and, yeah, that was it. That Saturday night, like everyone, we're all, again, different parts of the world, I suppose. But, you know, everyone was sitting there and looking at us you know, top four, top five in the league, whatever it was, and six points from six and thinking, pinch me, <laughs> what's happening here? Um, but yeah, it's maybe we shouldn't have, maybe we shouldn't have been so negative, not negative, but maybe we should have expected it. Um, so obviously, yeah, that was that. Anything else to say on Wimbledon really? No, 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 good. Yeah, good for Zool. Um, and yeah, it was interesting to see that, um, yeah, we started well and continued the form from pre-season and yeah, went into the Rochdale game and I know you will, uh, you have to share your kind of travels for this <laughs> game, Glenn. But I went into this game my first um, game of the season, I went to pre-season, but first proper game. And I was thinking, Shrewsbury Town have won two games in the league. Um, I'm really looking forward to this. So on Friday night, I was really looking forward to going to football. On Saturday morning, I was like, oh, are we going to lose? And I got closer to the ground. <laughs> it's like, oh God, like I think we're going to, don't think we're going to win. Rochdale being a good side. And um, yeah, <laughs> fortunately, it was, a, it was a great day. It was a great day, wasn't it, to be fair? And I, I think... It, it, you know, it was our first game of the season. So we're almost like two weeks behind everyone else that went to the first sort of home yeah. game at least. And this, 
it kind of, you know, even though we've had games, if you're not there and you don't feel like you've had your first experience of it, the season hasn't quite really started for you, if that makes yeah. sense. And I'm sure that other fans will feel the same way. So I was, again, like you, totally excited, looking forward to it, especially with the start and the encouraging performance against Nottingham Forest that we've just talked about. Um, but again, like you, I always thought, oh, but I'll be back now to jinx it. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly what I thought. Sod's law. But I, I, I had a bit of a struggle to even make kickoff because um, our flight was sort of from Austria about 10.15 in the morning, landed at Stansted which is never ideal, but it's the only place that flew to near where we were going. Um, so we, we sort of basically were ages getting our bags. Yeah, takes, I, I was thinking, I bet you were going to take you ages to get your bag. <laughs> yeah, it took, it took ages. And so we didn't really get to the car. And we also had the, you know, the sort of one where you can drive up and leave your car keys there and they've gone yeah, parking yeah. somewhere for you. And I don't know if anyone had seen the news a couple of weeks ago that Stansted had been an absolute shambles. They'd been losing people's cars and people were being stuck in queues for like three hours. But I think by the time we got back, they'd put extra staff on it and it was a bit of a breeze. So we left there at dead on basically 12 o'clock um, and Ooh. got got back from Stansted in 2.45 I, I, I'm concerned that speeding tickets may be on the way <laughs> um, but they were definitely worth it for a 3-2 victory um, yeah rolled into the house at quarter two basically got in my wife's car she dropped me off at the ground and I walked in for about five minutes too and even had time to get a new a sausage roll you did I saw you walk I saw you march in uh, with your sausage roll in hand they were nice. Yeah, the yeah. Coopers ones. I when I heard there were Coopers ones, they were um, yeah, they're fantastic. I I've tried them before in the Shell garage in Much Wenlock. They stock <laughs> them there, and they are proper meaty um, yeah. sausage rolls. I'd I'd say I actually Very prefer good. them cold um, because they're oh, so right. they're so big and meaty. But yeah, they're they're good. They're not good for if you're in your car and pastry goes everywhere. But um. no, well, not a problem when you're in the football ground. So I'll tidy it up. But there we go. So I got in there, got in my seat, sat by my brother and my mates, and and we're ready for the first game of the season. And yeah, I wasn't maybe expecting a three-two game, but it was it was one of the, a Paul Hurst classic, should we call it? One of the one of the best games we've had under Hursty, I reckon, so far. Um, Topsy turvy, crazy game, some really good standout performances. You know, Rochdale had a go when they needed to. Controversial moments. You know, it had it all really, didn't it? Other than a red card, it was quite stressful. <laughs> it was quite <laughs> a stressful game um, with yeah, lots of key moments. So yeah, should we? Do you want to go through the team, Glenn? Um, and then yeah, yeah. oh maybe we'll let's go through the kind of the events of the the first half. So. Obviously, uh, you've got some stats here. Right? Yeah, you, you go you, for you it, Glenn. Put... You go for them. You share. Yeah, so you put two clean sheets in the league going into this match. So, that you know, obviously we were looking to keep that run going. And we'd only won two of the last ten games against Rochdale. So, not got the best record against Rochdale. And I've always considered them to be one of our, our bogey teams, to be honest with you, over the time I've been watching Salop. So, yeah, I was a little bit concerned about that. But, um, yeah, the town lined up 4-4-1-1 um, with Henderson in goal. And then back four, as usual, of Bolton, Nasala, Sadler and Brown. And then in midfield, Wally, Skipper Agogo, John Nolan, Rodman and Louis Dodds, sort of the, the more advanced of the four, five of them. And then he would be off the back of Carlton Morris up front, um, which, again, on the way the teams have been lined up so far in, in the, the games beforehand, wasn't really a, a huge departure, was it? I think it's the same team that played at Wimbledon, isn't yeah, it? it is. So there were no changes there. Um, and yeah, we were, we were straight into it and... Yeah, I guess the penalty action was the first real thing to note, I suppose, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I think we started well in the first 10 minutes. We were passing yeah. really well. Um, and then we started, then we had almost like a, a 20 minutes, 25 minutes, up, almost up to the Wally um, goal um, from the penalty. Yes. We were pretty poor and they kind of started to dominate. But yeah, I don't know what I thought the penalty we gave away was was um, was very poor. Very, very was. poor. Um, so for those who weren't at the game, Rodman plays a short ball to Sadler, but... <laughs> It wasn't really even a pass to Sadler because he had absolutely no chance of getting to it. It looked like a mis- missed control, yeah, if well, anything, on the replay. But it yeah, terrible. it was a pass, but it looked bad. Yeah, and, yeah. Then, and Camps, um, the best player for Rochdale, gets the ball, passes to Inman, who just is completely and utterly taken out by Toto. I don't know how he didn't get booked 
for it. But <laughs> the ball didn't move and the play went flying um, and it was definitely a penalty. Yes, it was the Stonewall, wasn't it? You could, we couldn't complain. It was frustrating because you say we'd started quite well. Um, and, you know, my brother's lament next to me was he's got it in him total, hasn't he? He's got one of those yeah, in him, you know, yeah, a, little, yeah. a little easy mistake like that. We, we talked about that last season. Um, and, yeah, it hadn't cost us in this game in the end. But, um like to see a little bit less of, of uh, how rash he was, but I suppose he was just—he was really lunging to get the ball, wasn't he? Yeah. He was already sliding about two seconds before he got anywhere near the player, so it was just a little bit too desperate. Um, and yeah, it was a crap penalty, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you not think? Well, it wasn't. It wasn't. It went yeah. in and it was thundered into the back of the net. But it, yeah, it was close to the crossbar. Yes, it was definitely looked like it was going over when he first hit it, but he got lucky and uh, yeah, then uh, that was it. Davis scored, so. We're one 0 behind, yeah. and then I think we'll come on to it. But Hurst started saying he'd made a note at that point, um, saying test of character or first real first test. First real test, yeah. Um, yeah, and it certainly was the first real test. Obviously, we were one 0 down, and then um, yeah, we had we had a couple of good chances. I think it was a, it was interesting. We had a couple of one on one chances in the first half. Didn't yeah. we? First was Morris, um, who didn't take take his opportunity, and then later on we'll come to Dodds. He had a one on one chance. That which was, was poor. I, both of them. We'll both, talk about that now. Yeah, yeah, both of them were yeah, good chances, bad. but Dodds. He just had. He, he <laughs> was clear when he he was running through and just no confidence to put the ball in the back of the net. No, he could have took one touch and lost. Yeah, the he could have done anything. He was miles he out. So much time, and he just had to rush it. He had so much time to yeah. yeah. And get then closer. basically just ran in on goal, got to the edge of the box, and essentially I'm going to say that he just fell over because <laughs> that was all he did really, wasn't it? It was, it was frustrating, especially with us. Uh, you know, at that point we were trying to get back in on back in the winner, weren't we? But anyway, so yeah, Morris he missed his one on one, didn't he? And um, people people from the games where he missed those easier chances beforehand were starting to worry. But there was that, and then you know, even though we were controlling possession, we had a lot of the ball, didn't yeah. we? And then I thought we were playing quite nicely, and it was it, I thought the high press was working really well. They were really getting in the faces of the Rochdale players, which I thought was quite nice. Um, the five midfield made sure we had a lot more of the possession in midfield, and it was it seemed to be working other than the goal. Um, but the strange thing about it was is that the best two chances after our one-on-ones were actually Rochdale. Yeah. There was another one where they hit it straight across the goal and it must have missed by, I don't know, a foot or something. And there was another one where there was a huge scramble. So, you know, it, it was just giving us those warning signs that, yeah, we're playing well and, and all right, give take away the goal that we were behind and we were pushing for the next goal. But we could easily have been caught out and gone 2-0 behind at that point. But it, they just about steadied the ship in those Rochdale attacks. And, um, yeah, it was our turn to score next, wasn't it? It was, yeah. You, yeah, it was a good summary. It was it was ebbing and flowing at that point. Um, yeah. I'd say, yeah, the Rochdale back line was a bit shaky. I think that's maybe why he put yes. that defence midfielder, the right back, played in front of them. But they were very attacking going forward, weren't they? They were playing like a, a four... Yeah. Kind of like four, four, one. Well, four, one, four, one. Kind of formation, but but the whole midfield mm. and both their fullbacks were both bombing on, leaving the two half centre halves and the the defence midfielder kind of just sitting there. Yeah. So they yeah they were quite gung ho. Um, I didn't I don't I didn't think Rochdale were terrible. No no not not saying they were. T- I was just saying they, they were, were good going forward. Pretty decent but team. The back they were a yeah. bit shaky. Like yeah. you said, when we put in pressure on them, um, Nolan yeah. and Gogo um, had a lot of and Dodds as well had quite a few times where they didn't the ball off them. Mm, there was, there's a few reasons for that, wasn't there? I think that they they were missing they a couple were. of players at the back, and and obviously they had an injury in the second half, um, and that didn't help them as well. I did actually watch Keith Hill's post match interview. Oh, okay. God knows why, but um, he he basically said that they were just too generous at the back, and he was praising, like you just said, he was actually praising the attacking element of his team. Yeah. But he said, I wouldn't expect us to to give give an opposition that much in a game, and and seemed a little bit frustrated by that. But actually, he was quite positive as well because you know they didn't play terribly, did no. they? So yeah, I mean, you know, if they keep that up, they'll win win a few games this season, I'm sure. But um, yeah. 
So going, going to our equaliser then really, wasn't it? It was classic Wally. A bit of a drive, a couple of players, commits one, just gets that touch a second before a defender and causes him to get fouled. But this time, luckily for us, it was just inside the box, wasn't it? It was, yeah. And Bex came with me to this game and she said she gave him 9 out of 10 for the dive. It wasn't a dive yeah. as such, was it? But he was very theatrical um, in his... He, he did a better dive in the second Yeah, half. he did. But he was very theatrical, went down, definitely a pen. Um, and yeah, he scored um, a nice penalty. So yeah, that was good. Yeah, good. And he's, he's been on. He's had a few penalties, hasn't he, in yeah. pre-season? And um, and we were saying just before he because he'd hit a couple straight down the middle, didn't he? He did one in pre-season straight down the middle, which the keeper got hand to and went in. And then he did. The, I think he had the penalty at um, Forest, didn't he? And yeah. he hit it dead straight again. So I think everyone was expecting another one straight down the middle, but this time he, he put it to the side, didn't he? So yeah, good pen, and we were back in it. He ran over to the fans, giving him a bit of a celebration, and then yeah. Uh, that was it then. We had the one-on-one chance for Dodds where we could have gone ahead. Yeah. Um, we got the second goal, didn't we, not long after? And it was it was all started by Henderson, wasn't it, with a, with a great pass out to Brown. Um, and yeah, do you want to take it from there, really? Because it, it was a great goal, Yeah, it, it was. Henderson um, passed the ball over to Brown, who chested it and then passed it on to Rodman really fast. And Rodman yeah. just legged it, didn't he, down the wing? Because <laughs> there's nothing else to say, <laughs> he just legged it. Um, and then put a ball into the box. Um, and then, yeah, Morris... Finally, um, not to say finally, it's a bit harsh, three games in, um, but he yeah, was there true. and put the ball in the back of the net and he was clearly very chuffed and, um, yeah, it was a good team goal. And it's interesting that um, Hurst mentioned um, Henderson's distribution. Um, I'm not sure if it was in his post-match, but I saw Lewis Cox mention it on Twitter. Um, and, yeah, you can imagine what I'm thinking now um, in terms of goalkeeper last season. Uh, yeah. That never would have happened because... You wouldn't have a goalkeeper that could um, do a little cheeky kind of, let's call it like a long pass, is that a fair description, over the defenders? Yeah. Perfectly yeah. to Brown. Um, it's really nice and, yeah, really quick um, attack and goal. So, yeah, fantastic end to the half and thoroughly entertaining. And, yeah, town went, on, went in 2-1 up. Yeah, I agree with that, Henderson. Obviously, I was more of a of a Luttweiler defender, wasn't I? And, and a fan. And you were a fan as well, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, I was, I was, I was hoping we keep him. But times, yeah. I, I was so impressed with Henderson, I have to say, not just for, for what we talked about in the first half, but second half as well. I thought he was fantastic. And, you know, confident young lad. That's yeah. for sure. Jesus Christ. And that... You know, pays such dividends for a goal for a goal for a goalkeeper to be like yeah. that, and and a defence that clearly already completely trust yeah. him, considering this is his what fourth professional game. Yeah. You know, it, it it is shades of the of this confidence that we saw from Joe Hart when he first started playing. You know, he came in and you know he might have made a few mistakes over those first season he played, but you know, just that young confident Joe Hart that came in that probably isn't there now actually. But Henderson's got a, got the look of a player like that, and. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to seeing what he can give us this season because, you know, later on he, he made a really good save that we'll talk about. And I just thought that, you know, even as me as one of Lutwilder's biggest um, fans and, and wishing we kept him and hoping, hoping he'd be our goalkeeper this year, I can see why Hurst changed it now, looking at a, a little lad like that. And I can also see that it wasn't quite as big a risk as I thought it was in that last preseason podcast. So, yeah, fair play to the young man. And he wears blue and amber gloves and blue and amber boots, yeah. doesn't he? So that's that's also good. And one of the things I noticed about him was that town fans were already chatting, um, Hendo, Hendo, Hendo. You know, we've got players who've been there two years, like a go-go, and never get any chance, but he's already got his own chant and he seems to be becoming a fan favourite already. So, yeah, I think it's it's exciting times for him as a, as a player and exciting times for us to have a goalkeeper like yeah, that. Yeah, no, definitely. I think... One thing that I noticed so very much in the Northampton game was when we got the ball, or defenders were under pressure. They turned it back and passed to the goalkeeper. Mm. We haven't seen like, and again, it's not gone on too long, but 
something that the no. players couldn't do with Luke Viola. They didn't trust him. Um, so yeah, there's that no. confidence there. That and he's yeah, he did a Cruyff turn, didn't he, in pre-season? So no, he's very good. <laughs> and, and again, being maybe being a little bit cynical, but I don't know whether Manchester United. I imagine Man United have a very good training program for social media. But even if if it's not that, or it's just himself being himself. Yeah, I've seen him him interacting with fans on Twitter. Um, yeah, he's, he's good reacting to the fans he's clapping them he's celebrating the goals yeah he's doing all the right things and obviously the most important thing he's playing well so so no that's good to see it's always good to see a player enjoying exactly. his football and he certainly comes and especially a, a season he? played and we talked about season long loans I don't know where he's living he could be living in Manchester still but yeah he's here yeah. for the year it's not like a month loan uh, he's here for the year and he's here and he's definitely and he's built a squad and, and I guess that's compliments to Hurst you know this player now who's come from Manchester United um, one of the biggest clubs in the world um, and he's and he's a part of the squad and he feels a part of the team so it's all positive yeah fingers crossed he doesn't get injured yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can say now. <laughs> um, so there we go so yeah you're right it was, a, it was a good end good end to the half wasn't it we had, there was a couple of other chances Dodds had a shot and a go go yeah. had a sort of header that, that looped up and header. he always puts it. himself in those weird positions because he puts his body on the line doesn't he <laughs> he does doesn't he to be fair but it was unlucky to, it was a shot that came back wasn't it from, yeah. from Dodds but um there we go. So yeah, we were we were leading up to up to half time, and everything looked rosy, yeah. and started to dream of nine points from nine. But we weren't quite yet there yet, were we? Because I I think as soon as half time came round, um, that by the time Rochdale came out, and they did you notice Town came out a lot earlier than yeah. Rochdale? They were obviously getting some late instructions because Town must have been out a good couple of minutes before Rochdale came out. I mean, you can imagine the buzzer was going in the changing room, and Keith Hill must have been drumming some some you know home truths into them because they could easily have got back into it. And I thought that whatever he said to them at half time. Um, but work because we didn't really drop off our level, but they certainly again first ten minutes and a half played pretty well, I thought, and, and were unlucky not to go in to sort of get two two. Yeah, well, they came out, they they moved, they they made a, a change, didn't they? Because um, Camp then yeah. number ten, who's I thought was there, who I thought was just as good as Nolan on the ball, he looks like a right player. Yes. Um, yeah, they moved to shuffled a few things round, but yeah, they really started with some intense um, tempo and really came at us, um, which then led came up to um, Henderson making a save, like. How good was that save, Glenn? Unbelievable. Point blank, yeah. wasn't it, really? From, what, seven, eight yards? It, it, the ball sort of scrambled around. It just dropped to the Rochdale player. And you, you instantly react and think, you know, just before you see him about to hit it, you're looking at it and think, goal. You know, he's going to rifle this in. It doesn't matter yeah. how good a goalkeeper you are. He's going to hit it so hard that, you know, the keeper can't get to it. And he actually toe-poked, yeah. didn't he, if you watch it? He, he just rushed the shot a little bit too much. And let, instead of letting it settle and just placing it hard somewhere, he, he tried to toe-poke it in. And, yeah, he made a sprawling save down to his his, his right, wasn't yeah. it, I suppose, um, you know, from where he was looking at it. I, and I didn't think he was going to save it even after the shot was hit. And, yeah, he poked around the corner and... You know, that was another catalyst really to keep us in the game at that point in time. So, you know, that's that reaction save that he's got in him. Fantastic. Let's see more of that. Yeah, it was fantastic, wasn't it? Really, really great reaction. So to his right. Yeah. And he's just, yeah, pure instinct. And yeah. Down low as well, wasn't it? It wasn't like it was even really sort of anything below, anything above hip height. It was pretty low. Yeah, it was a really good save. And then that went to a corner. Yeah, which then didn't really go quite as well, did it? So do you want to lead us through <laughs> this is, then? Because yeah, yeah, it's controversial. I think, got, I think we're on really, different. I think we've got a different opinion on this one. But yeah, if you if you explain <laughs> what happened to the the guys that went well, then a corner. Toto was sort of front, ahead of front post, really, sort of you know five yards in off the off the byline, and um, you know he jumped along with a def- with a with an attacker, and there was a noise. You could hear the noise in the in the stand from the West Ham where we were. So it obviously hit Toto pretty pretty hard because it was a, a sort of slappy noise. Um, but you couldn't really tell whether it was handball or what, what part of body was hit. And so I said at the time, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to make a judgment on whether that was a penalty or not. You just couldn't tell. I had tell. no and idea what happened in real time. It was so fast. No, it was too quick. And, and also, 
the town players' reaction led you to think that actually, yeah, it was a bit harsh because they all surrounded the referee and Toto, particularly, seemed absolutely livid yeah. with the decision. So it made you think maybe yeah, a, a, a mistake had been made. So I thought, well, I'll watch the replay today and see what's actually happened. And, you know, even with high-definition TV that we get on the old YouTube now, you know, trying to slow it down, I can't tell what it hit then. I, I really can't. And, and, you know, yeah, you might have a viewpoint and say, yeah, it was a stonewall handball. But, I, 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 you know, from the game and from watching the highlight, I genuinely can't tell what happened. You know, the referee obviously thought it was handball. Um, and Hursty said later on that he didn't really have a problem with the penalty, didn't he? So maybe it was handball. Yeah, and I, it, I it disagree with it. Because watching it and, like, yeah, there's like a... A basic kind of pause to it. It's just basically a massive blur, but it looks like yes. it hits his hand. Um, okay. But the rules state deliberate handball, so it has to. He has to. Very it's true. A deliberate handball. Now the way he way he goes is he's he's following the mark. He's marking the man, isn't he? And he jumps in the ball yeah. in the air with the player, and his arm is like kind of like just almost you know like making a T with his body, isn't it? It's not. I don't think he he doesn't have the time. If he does, he should be a goalkeeper because <laughs> he doesn't have the time to move his arm towards the ball. And for yeah. me, I don't know why I'm waving my arms now. <laughs> because no one can see me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, for me, it wasn't deliberate and it shouldn't have been a penalty. Um, but um, yeah, Davis took another penalty um, and he scored. So Yeah, I mean, you're right. I, you forget the deliberate element of the rule, don't you, sometimes? And, and you know, I, I'm just talking about the actual physicality of even if, even if it is yeah. hand. And I'd say it's just, it's just an interesting one of the way. So yeah, it was, it, it's a poor old Toto, you know. It takes some doing, doesn't it, to give two penalties away in a game and not get booked. That's pretty. It's pretty impressive to do that because normally you'd probably be off. But yeah, he, he unfortunately gave another penalty away. Um, maybe a little bit harsh in the first one. Um, and they scored. Yep. Um, yeah, Henderson went the right way, didn't he? But he couldn't quite get a hand to it. He was actually close. Again, I watched the replay. He was quite close to getting a hand on it, um, but to no avail. And we were back to two-two. So it's probably worth talking about the referee just before we move on for the rest yep. of the game. He was booed by the town fans quite a lot, but the Rochdale fans also were booing him at every opportunity possible. And there was a couple of moments where he completely seemed to lose control of, of the game at times. Um, I don't think he had a particularly good performance for, for either sets of fans, really, and just a, a generally poor showing. I don't know. What were um, you on I would say he 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 was or he was I think he's better than average League One ref compared to what we saw last season. Mm. I think there was a few times where he like he gave like a throw in. There was this one really, really yes. fun. It's Beck, Beck's favourite moment of the game was where um we the ball went out, we I thought it was our throw. All the Shrewsbury fans are shouting, no, that's our throw because the referee gave it the other way. The linesman said, no, it is a Shrewsbury Town throw. And the referee changed it and smiled and said, okay, yeah, I made a mistake there. And then this guy yeah. behind us was stood up and he shouted, I don't know why I'm angry. And everyone just kind of burst out laughing. <laughs> it was brilliant because like, he was like, that, yeah. Yeah, I'm angry, but we've got a throw in, so it's ours. But I don't know why I'm angry. So I thought that really kind of summed it up. So, yeah, I think he was all right. I think it was just a few times where there's a few decisions that kind of were like 50-50 or a few little things. Um, I think the thing that may be wearing me up the most is how often was Rochdale clearly came with a game plan not to let us play after they've seen the way mm. we passed the ball um, against Wimbledon. And w did you notice they were pushing us all the time, constantly yeah. hands-on? And that was the only thing really I'd criticise him for. He didn't seem to stop, stamp that out. But yeah, it's one of those games, isn't it, where the referee can quite easily get embroiled with the game. But I don't think he made any glaring mistakes. He didn't send anyone off like a deadman or something like that. No, I think it was the small accumulation yeah. of small small things that you get wrong that sort of pees people off more sometimes. But yeah, you know, it wasn't the worst referee about. Yeah. That's a fair, yeah. <laughs> fair comment. But um, I did just read some stuff about town fans and and Rochdale fans, and there seemed to be a universal you know thing that pe people weren't particularly impressed with his overall performance. I think one of those things that people don't like is referees laughing. 
I just think, but, you know, but I think, but I think he was fair though at that point because he was like, "You're having a go at me for not giving you throw, but my, but I've changed my decision and I've, like, you know, I've used my assistant." And he yeah. laughed. So I think that was a fair point to laugh. I think when the referee laughs when he knows that you know when you're completely angry, that's when he winds he you up. He screws yeah. you. Yeah. But um, but I think maybe if well, Rochdale, Rochdale weren't certainly weren't happy with him at the no. end of the game, were they? Because they all surrounded him. But there we go. I'm sure that as they've lost, there was a slightly more bitter taste in his mouth, their mouth than ours. So. Yeah, there we go. So, uh, yeah, which is probably worth talking about it because yeah, no, no, a lot of people talking about at the end of the game. Um, and then, yeah, I suppose we've we've got to talk about um, the goal in a minute. There was one other chance, wasn't there, where Wally went down the right yeah. and crossed it to Payne and it missed the ball and it looked like it was coming to Robin at the back post, didn't yeah. it? And I actually think this was a really good chance um, for, for Robin to take, but it, sort of, it looked like it might just bounce before it got yeah, to him. Yeah, it was hard. Of, didn't quite catch it right, and then it took a slight deflection and sort of dribbled, dribbled wide, didn't it? But um, yeah, it would have been nice for him to get another goal. But we didn't have to wait too long after that, did we, for the for the clinching goal? And yeah, Paul Hurst rolled the dice and brought Payne on for his second debut, and yeah, he got another goal against Rochdale like last season, and it was also the winner like last season. So um, yeah, he, he's he's back with a bang. Isn't he, he is back with a bang, and he, he looks pretty strong, doesn't he? Yes, he's, you know, Fitter. very yeah, look very strong. He's not like you know the biggest of tallest of lads, but he's got a lot of pace, and it's like he's put, you know, he's bulked up a bit. Um, looks like he's got quite yeah quite strong thighs, and he took he used his thighs in his bum to just basically the defender just bounced off him, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and then yeah. it's really clinical finish, just boom, just like no, not not necessarily a clean hit, but it was just right time. Goalkeeper had no chance, and yeah, off he went. Um, celebrating. Yeah. I didn't see this, but I did hear that apparently Paul Hurst was going a bit mad down the left side of the pitch. Yeah, he did. He sort of ran down the pitch did a bit he? as well. I think the goal was well taken because it was a half volley, wasn't it, as well, which was another slightly difficult technique. And then he ran over to the fans and went to do a slide in his knees, but obviously <laughs> the pitch is not wet enough for that and he just fell sort of kneed in and fell forward, which was quite amusing. But yeah, Hursty massively celebrated it and obviously he thought we'd come through our first real test then and pretty much you know thought we could see the game out at that point. So... We did really Not, nothing too much to worry about after that, was there? In terms of, of Rochdale chances, they they tried to get back in it and we stood firm. And even though Toto made a couple of mistakes, him and Sadler were pretty yeah, solid were, at the back yeah. from then on, weren't they? And you know we didn't really worry too much. Thought we played the last bit of injury time out well again, going to the corners. We've kept, seemed to have become really good yeah, at that when we're definitely. winning. So yeah, it was it was impressive. And I thought at the end of the game, fans. The atmosphere actually all second half and, and most of the first half was fantastic, wasn't it? We should just say that. But the, the the ovation at the end was brilliant, wasn't it? No one really wanted to go home. I took a video of it and it was a couple of minutes after the end of the whistle and people were still there chanting. So we've got that feel-good factor now. It's something to really, really build on going forward and it, it could become something very special. So, yeah, it was a real real bonus leaving the ground. Yeah, it was. Um, it made me think um, as I was um, um, leaving the ground, um, chatting to Bex and... Um, I was saying, didn't I, in the FOD, in the pod about where predictions were, and I said, 12, you know, but I've got this feel of being a bit excited. Mm. And yeah, we've definitely got that excitement factor. Um, yeah, God knows what's going to happen this season. I think that's just the fun of it, isn't it? We just don't yes. know, um, but we know what we know. So we'll go maybe go on to a few general points and come back to yes. this. So but Before we do, I just want to say, I walked out of the ground saying to my brother, we'll not get relegated with this team. No, so definitely <laughs> not. If we get relegated, God knows what's happened. Like the Neeson <laughs> kind of act of God, but yeah, this team won't, is not yeah. a relegation um, side. And we know yeah. what a relegation side looks like. We've seen at least a team that struggles. We've seen that, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. There we go. Uh, your general points, I think, is good because it makes us talk about a few of the players that we've yeah. talked about. Then, so uh, you put, you know, the, thing, the first thing to talk about is Carlton Morris again. You were talking about him getting his first goal and the pressure coming off, but I, I think his work off the ball and also the way he holds the ball up two real bonuses for us with the team when we're playing with that focal point. He he certainly can lead the line as the one up front and and do enough of a job to not only hold the ball when it comes to him but also put a bit of pressure on defenders and, and get them you know looking at their own goal and get them trying to turn them and so yeah overall I was really impressed with his performance 
Yeah, it's, it's. I think this is just kind of like why we just like kind of all kind of fall in love with Hurst. He's clearly got a game plan, hasn't he? How he's going to play, and this we've certainly developed from last season because last season was also about survival. And yeah, you know, when you've got Nolan, Agogo, Dodds, Worley, um, all running off you, you need a man who's going to hold the ball up, and he holds the ball up well, and he's a good passer of the ball. So no, he. Yeah, great. He scored. Now he scored one in three game, um, one in three um, in the league. Um, but yeah, his 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 hold up play um, has yeah has been excellent. And also he wins, you know, wins us fouls. Um, and yeah. yeah, he's a good player and he's got a good work ethic. So um, yeah, fair play to him. Yeah, and with Payne as well signing, you know, it yeah. gives us that other option. And I'm I was really saying that they're very similar actually, players. Let's, let's go off on Payne. I know we're going to sorry, we'll talk about it in the news, but were you quite surprised we got Payne? Yeah, I wasn't expecting another no. signing. Well, I, wasn't I, expecting another I actually didn't know about it. I'd, I'd had a, one of my contacts tell me that he was coming back a couple of days before he signed, but um, so I knew then. But I wouldn't have expected us to be going back in for a striker. I thought after we got um, Ennis in, I thought that was it. I thought yeah. that would be the striking lineup we'd go with. I think we talked about it in the last podcast. I was saying we'd, I'd like another more experienced striker, but, you know... I wouldn't have been too worried going in with what we had. Um, but yeah, to get Payne in is actually like a... I'd describe it as the cherry on the top terms of the striking yeah. options, really. Um, and yeah, I'm glad to see him back. He, you know, I think I wasn't overly harsh on him when he had those first few games because he wasn't clearly very fit at the end no, towards the sort of bit last season where he came in. But we did talk about as the podcast moved on about when he got his fitness, about how useful a player he could be at this level. So... You know, it's it's no risk for Hurst, is it? He knows the player, he knows what he can offer, and and I think that eventually, I think we might end up with him seeing him him start and 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 Carlton be coming on as the substitute, really. But it's nice, as I was saying, for them to sort of dovetail that if one of them ever ties in the game, you've got exactly the same type of player to bring on, and you haven't got to change the system. So I think that's a real bonus for us in terms of some consistency of the way we play. Yeah, definitely. And the thing I like about Payne is, you know, I we all love goal scorers. Every fan loves goal scorers, especially goals and uh, scorers that score. Um, you know. In at least every other game and I don't obviously to put too much pressure on the guy but I get the <laughs> sense that he's the kind of striker that's going to score every other game he's just yes. that kind of striker he, you know, he doesn't have to hit the ball perfectly it just goes in the net and he did that at Dover. There's a reason why Barnsley signed him. You know, there's a lot of positive comments from Barnsley fans online. Um, and yeah, it just seems like a steal and um, and and yeah, fantastic signing. And um, yeah, just 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 full of positive, full of positive. I, it's funny you say that about Barnsley. I think he has had a lot of positive comments, but I also think he's probably had a few knockers at Barnsley. In, because he's got a very if you look at his Twitter and, and his stuff like that he's, he's always talking about the haters and stuff like that and I think that maybe this is a really good chance for him to prove himself you know two year contract at a League One club you know where he can progress and put himself in a shop window for maybe a bigger move down the line so I, I think that's the sort of player that you want you know someone that's better than better than League Two level is, is a League One maybe championship player that can push himself on with us and that's the sort of player that I personally and again you said talking about pressure I'd expect him to be a at least 15 goal a season striker and maybe even more than that so again like I was talking about Henderson being excited to see how he goes this season I'm actually probably more excited of all of the strikers we've got to see what Payne brings us this season because I, I, I genuinely think that he is a really hungry player and this is this is his chance now he's, he's made this move quite ballsy in some respects to, to, to make a move to Shrewsbury for two yeah. years I think that he could be he could be absolutely dynamite for us this season. So yeah, I thought he was he was good when he came on as well. So we'll we'll have to see how he forces his way into the first team. 
Um, yeah, definitely. Say? So, yes, I want to make a comment about um, yeah, people not liking you on social media because uh, I think we all got some people that hate us on <laughs> social media. Well, there we yeah. go, I suppose. But um, there you go. You were talking about things to fall in love with. I tell you what, I'm, I'm already falling in love with Nolan and Agogo in yeah. central midfield. They were it's brilliant. It's very hard not to like them as a pair, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. You've got you've got everything in that partnership apart from height. Um, but they've got, <laughs> but it'd be interesting. It was Nolan's header that um, set up pain. Um, but yes. yeah, they work so well together. They're like, they're like, like two little terriers. They're like both go at it and they get the ball. And so many times, um, one of them goes in or whatever, and they both work together. They both seem to be on the same wavelength. Um, yeah, I, and Nolan's I, just so good on the ball. Some of his passes was excellent. Yeah, I, I'm struggling to think of a time where we had two, both our central midfielders were two players I really, really, really liked. You know, yeah. generally there's always been one that you really rate, but or one you're a bit like worried a, about, like yeah, Murray, yeah. Murray or um, yeah, McIntyre. Yeah. Uh, Mac, um, well, not McIntyre. What's the guy who used to play in central field when we? Um, Kevin McIntyre. Yeah, McIntyre. Yeah. yeah, 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 or Dunfield. Yeah, or something like that. someone you, know, you were a bit worried. Players about. that were decent, but you didn't love. But you know, I've all, we've rated a go-go all last season and said he's always been one of my favourite players. And in the short period of time I've seen Nolan play, I think he's just class. So yeah, it's gonna that's gonna be exciting to watch. Um, we've talked about the fitness in the last podcast. We won't really no. dwell on that very much. But Christ, they still totally look fit. Three, four games in. Yeah, Rodman's the most notable one of those, isn't he? He seems yeah. to have become. I reckon Rodman's playing the best football of his career. Definitely. I can't imagine he's been having much better he seems faster. than he's having now. He is definitely faster, um, and he's getting yeah, he's getting more confident. And yeah, he's making assists and goals, which yeah. is just fantastic. Um, and organisation, we're just so well organised. We really, really been trained well. Uh, team seems very organised. We defend well. We attack well. We're really fluid going forward. Um, yeah. You know, when we're very. Sometimes you can see the set moves in there. You know, where Nolan mm. runs off to the wide and stuff positions, and the, the wingers um, can drop in. But um, yeah, no, it's very good. And yeah, I guess the um, one of the interesting things, and you mentioned at the start, was a, a, of this section of the pod that the heads didn't drop, did they, when we conceded? Nope. And that was a big nope. test. Because um, normally we just fall apart, don't we? At this point, <laughs> especially in League One, I think it's it's testament to how they're playing for each other as well. You know, maybe it looks like they bonded pretty quickly. You know, that little trip to to Portugal might have been you know start of that. You know, they've gone away, they've gone away as a team. No real outside media influences or any influences really, other than Shrewsbury Town Football Club and, and the playing staff. You know, I think that's another thing we can look to towards this positive start. And I imagine they'll be doing pre-season trips to Portugal every season now after winning the first three games of the year. So, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to go and watch next year. So, yeah, I think that's a, a very fair point to make yeah. as well about the heads not dropping. Um, I'll come to Brown in a minute because we put Brown, Brown very impressive, but I've given him my man of the match and we'll just talk about that in a second. Um, so, yeah, I think that's it. That's about it, really, isn't it, in terms of the general points? So, Glenn, it was obviously a good game, good performance, and everyone went home yep. happy. I'm sure you had a nice walk home. Um, oh, it was good, yeah. <laughs> so, but I guess that wasn't your highlight. I guess your highlight of the day came later in the evening. Oh, yeah, it was actually quite interesting, wasn't it? On, um, I think the Channel 5 Goal Highlights programme has been a bit sort of lambasted, hasn't it, over the yeah. years? But they finally got a decent... A decent football man in Colin Murray. I, I I've always liked Colin Murray yeah, on Fight and Talk on Five Live, and I think we talked about him on the pod actually before in terms of the fact we think he's a, a proper football man. Um, and he actually uh, mentioned they actually mentioned us, didn't they? And said we might be the story of the FL so far in terms of winning three games because we were relegation favourites. And they did a sort of two minute piece, Colin Murray and Keith Gillespie. Um, and they name checked Blue and Amber, the fact the forum where they read a couple of posts, and it, it basically Colin Murray said I've been reading Blue and Amber for forum, which for someone that <laughs> has been a big part of that over the years, and obviously runs the blue and amber fanzine and all that sort of stuff that it was quite uh quite interesting to see us get a name check so um yeah and then yeah they were really positive about the town and yeah, hopefully we can win a couple more games and be a regular feature on it because i thought it was just something good to get us 
nationally out there because it does not happen very on- honestly we are a, a massively overlooked club when it comes to that sort of thing aren't we yeah, so we are. yeah good to see really yeah no it was good fun it was it was, it was brilliant because yeah i saw it um it sparked on twitter and that's the beauty of twitter and i would just yeah just say those who um if you are on twitter yeah please follow the salabcast account uh, yeah. and yeah and the blue and Am- and blue and amber account because i think between the two of us there's nothing we kind of really miss and yeah there's a lot no. of good tweets and retweets um going on there's actually an example i saw um i retweeted something that the um the peterborough chairman was talking about shrewsbury saying he's not surprised we're doing well because we've got a good manager yeah. it's amazing good signing so you know there's a lot of good stuff on twitter at the moment and um yeah it's a really fun place there's a lot of debate going on isn't there and people sharing a lot of interesting stories so yeah please follow I, us on twitter I, I think that's true actually and we could go wide in that i don't want to go on too much because this is going to be a long podcast with so much to cover but you know it's 2017 and and yeah we've we probably got an aging fan base but there is a another side of, of supporting a football club nowadays and yeah. just turn up and spending your money and it's not just twitter it's facebook it's maybe the old 90s to early 2000s forums as well that still have a place and and it's certainly something that helps us with this podcast doesn't it in yeah terms definitely of gaining that overall sort of feeling of what fans are thinking because you can't speak to everybody in the game but you can you can get a general feeling from lots of different sources like that. and yeah i think it's it's a topic worth investigating one day about it's it's positives and negatives as on, on football yeah but, um, definitely that's for another day ollie um but yeah it's been quite fun over the last few weeks this town have been winning because it brings the best out of people um and and that sort of thing so there we go. Let's just wrap up this game really yeah. with the top three. Because um, I want to just have one last little comment on Junior Brown. Because I went top three, Junior Brown number one, um, Carlton Morris number two, and uh, John Nolan number three. Um, and I thought Junior Brown, and he won the he won the man of the match from the um, sponsors as well. I don't know if you knew that. So yeah, I saw I'm that. Yeah. Right. I'm obviously right, <laughs> um, but I, honestly, I bloody love Junior Brown. Uh, of all the players, I think he, I think he's fantastic. He's someone that's taken. He's he's definitely turned fans around. He used to have quite a negative viewpoint on him, and there's still quite a few out there that don't rate him and think that a left back is another position we should be looking to strengthen. But I can't think of a of a defender that's been as solid over the last six months since we had our real blip and, and Hurst came in as solid but also offered us as much going forward his first touch has improved he's fitter than he ever was before he's good in the tackle his aerial ability is is really good attacking attacking and defending which is why he scored so many goals and I honestly thought that was a real one if not his best game one of his best games for Shrewsbury Town on Saturday I thought he was bloody fantastic <laughs> what was there for that <laughs> because I haven't put him in my top three um, no I know exactly that's why because you're wrong well <laughs> Maybe it's just because that's what I expect from Junior Brown now. I've been a Very big true. fan of yeah. his from a from a long time, and yeah, I was I've definitely definitely not one of those fans that um, was criticising him. I've always seen him no. as a good player, um, and yeah, he for me was a, he was for me was a solid standard Brown performance, and yeah, yeah I went yeah. through a little bit different. So I, obviously, I did my top three before I, um, I'd put it on the on the drive before um, you'd done yours, and I went Wally first. Um, I think that's probably because also. I was quite critical of Wally, uh, maybe because yes. I, um, bit maybe how you were Brown in terms of his performances, and yeah, he did really well. You know, he had a few assists. Nolan was just excellent, um, and I had yep. to put Henderson in my top three, and I think also because Beck's kind of like um, kind of was talking we was doing. I said, I said who should be my top three, and she added Henderson in there, and I thought actually yeah, no, she's got a crush on him. Ollie, <laughs> watch that, mate. Well, he probably earns a lot more money than me, and he's a lot better <laughs> probably looking and a lot younger. But he can't supply with a lifetime of biscuits, so no, that's true. That. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I just thought I'd put him in there as well. So yeah, I went Wally, Nolan, Henderson. I thought Hen- Henderson was really good. He you know contributed to the the third goal, uh, sorry the second goal. Um, yeah. He was yeah just solid. So no, interesting. We both went for different top threes there. Yes, yeah, sort of. But yeah, I think between the four or five well, five players we mentioned there, you know, they, they, you couldn't really throw a rag over no. them. And one of the things I did on Twitter during during that night was I came home and start, started to think about match ratings and. Um, 
you know, I wouldn't have given anyone less than a seven at that game, and and I'd give Brown a nine, and then I gave Henderson, Sadler, Nolan, and Morris eights as well, yeah. which is which is fair enough, isn't it? I think you know, even the ones that got sevens like Abs and Bolton and Wally, they were all fantastic in their yeah. own way, and and you know, as I say one of those performances that you know you you'll look back on over a season and say that was one of the highlights, really. So yeah, you could have gone for quite a few players, which is a bit different to most of the games at the start of last season. <laughs> we were struggling, struggling around, we were really we? So, struggling. So yeah, there we go. So that was top three. Um, I saw you did a three-word match report and had a good feedback on that. Have you got a few of those to, to bring us? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, there was quite a few good ones. Um, I, um, yeah, popped it up there as normal. Uh, and then, <laughs> yeah, shared quite a few. So, yeah, I think we had about oh, 100 responses or something. So wow. it's always um, a sign that you're doing well when um, you went everyone kind of, yeah, comments on it. So, um, three-word match reports. Um, yeah, Spencer saying it's a dodgy ref. Um, um Lawson was saying team working together. Um, Jim saying Rodders is class. Um, three from three from Gareth. Another three points from Andy Davis. Um, and yeah, too many words from Mal, which I think is quite a, maybe a good way to kind of end it because <laughs> there was just so many positives you could take out of that game. So yeah, it was fantastic. And yeah, Richard Vernon saying it's our year. Um, so who knows? Ooh, who knows? Yeah. It's, it's going to be a fun season, I think. That's definitely yeah, something to say. Let's try and keep our feet on the ground. But actually, do you know what? It's been so rubbish over the last few years in terms of League One that actually I'm quite looking forward to getting carried away with it all for a little bit of time yeah. and, until we have a blip. So why not anyway? Exactly. But yes, I say we're all caught up. It's it might you know it's another long podcast because we're sort of three weeks away, but um, we're all caught up to where we are. Yeah. It's all positive. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll move on to Salop News now. Bring you a couple more interesting bits and pieces, and then uh, wrap it up. Sloppy clearance, ball bouncing around to So, uh, yeah, a bit of salad news, really, um, to go into next. Um, we briefly talked about this first one, Ollie, in terms of the signing of Stefan Payne um, on a two-year deal for an undisclosed fee. So, again, we've talked about we'll be surprised or not to get him. I mean, my int- most interesting thing about, about that is we paid a fee for another player, which, you know, over the last 10 years, we must have paid money for more players this summer than ever before. So, it's, as much as we can say some things about Roland that we did last season, there certainly feels like we've we've actually use some of the money we've got coming in from the Aldi deals and, and, and other sources, you know, all these new sponsorship deals. It looks like we've actually spent some of that money on backing the manager. So I don't really think anyone can complain about what Roland's done in terms of supporting his manager over the summer, can they? No, definitely. Hurst has definitely been backed. And he said that as much as well. So, yeah, it was good and, yeah, positive. Spending money, and but also spending money, as it seems so far, quite wisely. Yeah, I think it's been well spent. That's true. Um, so it won't go on about Stefan too much more. Um, one of the other things that was interesting this week was a couple of the contracted youth lads. Um, so the ones that got their first year pro deals have, have been sent out on loan to, I think, TNS. Callum Roberts has gone to TNS and Ryan Sears has gone to Newtown. Um, and Hurst was open in saying that he's going to be trying to move on the other um, first year pros that got their, their deal, you know, the youth lads that moved yeah. into the first year deals and trying to get them out playing football. And it's interesting because Ryan Sears is a Newtown lad, so he's gone back to his hometown club. Um, and obviously Callum Roberts is 14 miles at the road in Oswestry. So they're obviously still in the, in the club's mind. You know, they can keep a good 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 eye on them and, and see how they develop. They'll probably be training with town, I would imagine, yeah. a few days a week. I'm not sure. Newtown are full-time. They might be. I don't know much enough, enough about Welsh football for that. So it seems like a good idea to get them out playing football because the way the squad's developed with the lone players coming in and a few of the other signings, they're a lot further away from getting a first-team start, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and there's no point in ha- keeping them to hang around to playing three FL trophy games, which we might then be out of and they might not get another chance. So... All sensible stuff to me, Ollie. I don't know about you. No, it makes sense, especially we don't have a reserve team. Um, so it makes sense. I know Hearst is going to have a few fixtures to 
He's always keen, isn't he, on the guys who are on the bench at the moment need to be ready to come on at any time because you never know when they're going to get that opportunity. But yeah, it makes sense, isn't it? Perth's definitely a, an advocate of getting um, youth players out on loan. Um, and also to local clubs as well. Yeah, he does seem to want to kind of support local clubs. So that's good. Yeah, built and built some bridges there. Yeah, you never exactly. know. One, one, one day some good players might come through the Welsh system that maybe we'll get first choice at picking off rather yeah. than going to a, a bigger Welsh club. So um yeah, that's that really. That's all, that's the end of the sort yep. of squad news, I suppose. And you were one of the things you've been doing this weekend, you know, because we're top of the league now, Ollie, and we've got to look at these things. Was looking at results elsewhere and how things have started going, sort of as the league form. So, what what stood out to you this week in League One? Yeah, so one of the things we wanted wanted to do um, is we wanted to try a few different things this year, um, and I thought what would be quite good to see, yeah, add a bit more context to the whole league. Um, so yeah, so I looked at um, I watched the um, Channel Five. Um, highlights um, as often do but I thought yeah I'll just kind of pick out three games for the fans to kind of to, to know about so first one was yeah. um, Blackburn won um, finally got a one after two league defeat to away <laughs> at Bradford um, so that was interesting it was um, yeah not the greatest of games so that was quite funny no. um, Peterborough um I've won three games in a row now and beat Rotherham 2-1. Yeah, like us. Yeah, just like us. And so, yeah, we're joint first with them. Um, and five goals and two games for Marriott. So, yeah, he's a man on fire. So, yeah, five games and two goals is pretty impressive. Um, and the other one was all interested in Fleetwood as well. So Fleetwood, um, who have um, won three games as well. But I thought it was quite interesting that Andy Colson... Um, um, he's scored two goals for Fleetwood so he was in the Manchester City youth team um, went to yeah. Bradford and didn't make, quite make it there and yeah signed for Fleetwood um, yeah scored two nice goals so yeah it's interesting an interesting signing for them yeah they're keeping their decent form from last season going yeah. aren't they by the look of it um, and, and they're probably going to be you know top half again whether they can sustain a push on their crowds any further I mean they've obviously we've talked about Fleetwood before yeah. and the money they've got behind them so they're certainly in a different situation to us but um They'd be a very small club to be in the Championship if they made it up, probably oh, yeah. smaller than Burton. Well, it's funny yeah. you mentioned um, that. I did actually watch the Burton game. Um, I'm very lucky I get to watch oh, as much yeah. football as I want. Um, yeah, I watched the Burton game, watched the second half, and uh, well, I think I watched about 10 of the first half as well. Um, but they absolutely dominated Birmingham in the second half. They just came out mm. and steamrolled them and were full, fully deserved the win. And yeah, there were 6,000 fans at the Pirelli Stadium. <laughs> did, did you see that? Um, there, was a, there was a thing on Twitter going round about when the sort of... Um, Birmingham goal went in it was in the end where the Burton fans stand yeah. and you just as it panned up one guy sort of put his hands up in the air and punched it and then like cowardly sort of like reined himself back in because he was obviously a Birmingham yeah. fan so yeah it wasn't even all Burton fans in the Burton end but um, there we go yeah. anyway yeah it's interesting to see how the league's shaping up isn't it because you've got the table up here we're one of only four teams now to one every game aren't we yeah um Wigan, Peterborough, Fleetwood and us. Um, but obviously next week's opponents Oxford which we'll come on to in terms of the predictions are on six points yeah. and they've won two of their games so yeah, maybe it's probably going to be our hardest game to date. And I think the interesting thing about it is, in terms of the start, is that I think you know a couple of the media guys. I think Stu Dunn was saying that it's the first time we've won three league games at this level since 1958 or something like that. Something absolutely ridiculous. Which is it's not, um, that's not actually true. It's it's 2008. It? Okay. I know. I mean, a League One level. Oh right, but yeah, but it's still 2008. Yeah. The last time we yeah, we won three games in a row. Yeah, we we did in League Two. Yeah. I, I agree with you there. I, I I saw that as well. But in in terms of at this high level, you know, it is a league above League Two. It's 1958. And we've never, across all the leagues, won four games in a row at the start of a season. So I'm going to Oxford next week, Ollie, because if it happens, I want to be able to say I was there. It's one of those moments, isn't it? And I'm dragging the kids down there as usual. But um, yeah, so that you know, if we could win four games at the start of the season, that would be mental, frankly. And um, yeah, something that we 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 be you know privileged to see, I should imagine. So yeah, there was that as well. Did you also see? I mean, you've made a note here. You put El Abd OG lol. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got to say about that? Yeah, I watched. I carried on and went on to the um, League Two goals, 
and um, yeah, um, Wickham's defending was atrocious. And um, <laughs> actually, on the during the game, Magogo was incorrectly um, also given the first goal um, against them. So we had two own goals in the space of like eighteen minutes or something. But yeah, and the Wickham player hit the ball and it went against Ogogo into the back of the net. Um, so yeah, bless him. He's um, yeah, not not a great day for the defence of Wickham. Where they're imagine if goals. the Wickham. I imagine if Wickham have taken to him yet, uh, we'll, we'll have to find out. Yeah, we'll have to check that one on. out. But, um, you might be looking for a new club in January again. So um, Yeah, they've go. got a few familiar um, faces there with Joe Jacobson and also Akifenya playing for them as well. Yeah, 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 there we go. They should they should be getting out of that league, Wickham, really. But yeah. There we go. Um, the only other thing I was going to talk about briefly was safe standing. So just to give an update on that, really, because just before we went away, we launched the, the funding campaign. Um, and it's been going decent, up to almost 25% yep. funded now. Um, a few businesses have got engaged as the fanzine. Um, myself and Dave Matthias have, have contributed 750 quid of our money that we've made over the years from selling the fanzines because we've just been holding on to it for all these years waiting for the right opportunity to come along and so we decided to put it into the Safe Standing campaign and we actually put it into the auction to win the squad number place Ollie um, so you know she's yep. really had put forward to become a squad member so Blue and Amber Fanzine is now an official squad member which I'm not sure the chairman will be overly pleased about <laughs> <over> <laughs> that's my first thought I saw some that the things I... we put over the years yeah. but you know it's all good fun is he, he going to be the one who's going to be you know, shaking your hand and welcoming you to I the club I don't know we'll have to find out it, we're yet to be confirmed I imagine that we're supposed to be able to take a photo with at least Brian and the, and the and the manager and do some other bits and pieces and also get you know in the programme and all that sort of thing but regardless of that you know we did, we did it for a bit of fun yeah. um, because it's something we've always thought would be quite funny but also you know 750 quid to us is a lot of money that's 10 years of hard work um, in terms of selling the fanzine producing them um, you know it doesn't make much money so if we were ever going to put it into something, we would put it into the Safe Standing Project because we're both very passionate about it. So, yeah, we're up to 25% funded pretty much. And, um, you know, it continues on for another 20-odd days. And the message is, if you haven't contributed yet, please, you know, put in even a couple of quid or, you know, 10 quid. Get one of the sort of, um, you know, ranks of different things you can get for. Yeah. And there's going to be other things coming on. You can bid for, you know, £5 to win a, a Town signed shirt. Or you can, I think it's like 15, 20 quid for a signed football shirt, a signed ball from your favourite player. So... There's even things there that you could get now and maybe give to someone for Christmas sort of thing if they're a big Shrewsbury Town fan. So I think the message is if you're a Shrewsbury Town fan, contribute if you can, if you if you back the campaign. If not, you know, there you go, don't. <laughs> but if you also do and you've contributed already, please spread the word about fans of other football clubs because I think we've talked previously about how the, the money might be ended, ended up being used at other clubs then down the line and also we'll be the first to break that barrier and, and get it in in England. So, yeah, that's going quite well, Ollie. Yeah. So I noticed you put a bit of money in as well, so well done on that, yep. mate. And, yeah, let's hope it keeps going. Yeah, no, it's a good one. It's a good campaign. And, yeah, be let's, let's see how that one goes. And, yeah, we'll, we'll continue to follow that, won't we? We will, we will. And, yeah, we'll, we'll be following it all season, I'd imagine. So um, there we go. We won't do a split now, Ollie. No. We'll go straight into predictions because it's our first one of the season. Um, we never did one for Wimbledon because we got sidetracked by our overall season predictions yeah. in the first podcast, didn't we? But, um there we go. Next up, Oxford United away on Saturday. I've just said I'm going to be there. I'm looking forward to it. They've started the season really well. Can we win four in a row, Ollie? Is your heart going to overrule your head? I'm going to come in early doors and say I think it will probably be a draw. But I think the way we're playing, it'll be a scoring draw. And I think it might be something exciting again. So I'm going to go for 2-2. Two, two. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. Oh, there you go. That's fine. Yeah. That's quite a boring start to the prediction competition. <laughs> it is, yeah. I still owe you a scarf, don't I? So I need to get your scarf yes. from last season. I, you've got until winter, I have, Ollie. I told yeah. you that. I've got until winter. Yeah, I'll go. try and hopefully they'll bring out a really nice lady scarf or something like that. But um, <laughs> but no, I'll get your proper scarf. But yeah, 2 all. Um, I'm, I've been to, I think I've been to the last... In the last three or whenever I've been to Oxford a lot, um, mm. I'm going on Boxing Day in the last few. I've had a couple of times, so oh, I, I I might go. Um, I my my girlfriend does go on holiday. Um, she's gone on holiday for sister, so I 
I am free, so I'll, I'm, I think I'll probably go. Well, who knows? Well, I'll be there. I'll be yeah. come and say hello. I'm going down with um, my wife's brother and a little daughter, so we're taking three kids this week. Okay. So that'll yeah, be quite a nice family trip out. So yeah, you're quite welcome to come and sit by us as usual, Ollie, and we, we can maybe do some recording there at the game and get a few people's thoughts via the old uh, garage yeah. band on the iPhone, which has been a useful thing for us, hasn't it, Ollie? Yeah. So yeah, if you go, we'll, we'll see you there. I say. It looks like we're going to see an exciting game if we do, because we predicted 2-2, but I would love to see us win. I think to win four games in a row would be something fantastic and, and a real thing for Paul Hurst to always be remembered for. Yeah. So, yeah, um, hopefully it's not 2-2 it's, and we, we nick it 3-2. But It's going to be a tough test. It's going to be a big test. And, and also it's worth massive. just noting that our fixtures do get pretty difficult now as well. So, you know, you would say Rochdale was a big test. You know, Rochdale, good team. Um, but our fixtures, yeah, are... Um, we've got Oxford... Let's not talk about that cup. Then we've got Gillingham, which is not that tough a game. <laughs> but then we've got, but then the home games are pretty hard. So we've got Wigan coming up after that. Um, so yeah, September is going to be quite a tough month um, with Wigan, yeah. um, Southend, um, Blackburn Rovers at home, Scunthorpe at home. So our home games in Southampton, um, Southampton <laughs> in September are going to be tough. Yeah, it's what everyone pointed out though. It took us till November to get three wins last I season. Know. So. You know, September to me is a is a free hit. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You know, even if we were to get a couple more wins there, you know, a point or two here and there, you know, we're going to be well ahead of the curveball from last season. And all right, we might not suddenly be looking at being in the promotion places, but we're still, you know, let's let's aim for mid table. You know, as we were talking about at the start of the season. So, you know, we've got a good. This start has been so good that we've got a free hit at quite a lot of these games, and you know, the pressure off because of that might actually benefit us. And it could be that that's the catalyst to keep it going. So, look at the positives, Ollie. That's all I can say. Um. In terms of talking of positives, Ollie, we had got one negative thing to talk about, haven't we? Which was we we slightly uh, got told off for um, <laughs> our music at the start of the podcast, which is why you might have noticed that a lot of the other podcasts have gone uh, private for a moment. They will be back soon um, from last season, and also that um, we don't have an intro at the moment. So we thought what it might be quite a good idea to do is any of the listeners we've got, and we're also going to put this out a bit more widely, aren't we? Yeah. We've got some fans who are obviously musically talented. Um, we kind of just need a, an intro, really, uh, and we're not even fussed about what kind of music it is. You know, just an instrumental or something to do with, um, you know, Shrewsbury Town. I, I don't know what what it could be, but we're open to offers for anyone to to come and, um, yeah, offer us offer us anything to do an intro. That yeah, we could use for an intro. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and if we get some um, different ones, we uh, if we got quite a few. Yeah, we'll um, we'll give a guys who do it a plug. Um, and yeah, we'll um, we'll we'll play different ones. So yeah, if someone wants yeah. to wants to have some fun and yeah, opportunity to yeah get hundreds of Shrewsbury Town fans to hear your jingle or your intro, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'd say yeah, keep an eye on on the on the Cast Twitter account as well, and then and we'll try and get out there a bit widely. But yeah, if anyone was wondering what would happen there, then that's that's the answer to that, and it gives us a good opportunity to engage with some fans and see if we can get something useful. So um, yeah, we'll keep banging that drum going forward and, and see what we end up with. Um, otherwise, we're going to be dipping into the generic music pool that exists on the internet, which probably will be crap. So yeah. <laughs> anything's better than that but we'll we'll see where we get to won't we yeah. Ollie and um, yeah that, that's that really I suppose and I think we'll wrap it up there yeah. really because it's been it's been a long one to catch up and just to say yeah we're back we'll be back every week now on Sundays pretty much and unless there's any emergencies that come up but um, yeah we'll, we'll be back into the flow of things Ollie yeah we're back and um, yeah it's good good catching up Glenn um, exciting yep. start of the season it's um, yeah very positive and yeah looking forward to um, the next few games it's going to be good fun good stuff see you all at Oxford and we shall be back next Sunday cheers cheers guys Oh! <laughs>